Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Everything Economics. I am your host, Talia Murdoch, and today I'll be stepping out of current affairs and bringing you an overview of the economics of income distribution and the Lorenz curve. Income distribution refers to the way all income in a country is shared among the population. It is a measure of equality within a country and can often indicate whether a country is more socialist or capitalist from an economic and political perspective. The Lorenz curve is used to plot income distribution within a country. It can also be used to measure wealth distribution, which includes things like an individual's net worth based on property and stocks values, superannuation or 401k net worth, taking into account more than just income earned each year. It really doesn't matter which indicator you use, just be aware of what it is if you do decide to go out and find out more about this stuff in your own country. Today, while going through the theory, I'm just going to be using the word income as this is less complex. The Lorenz curve is a graph that shows what percentage of a country's population shares what percentage of the income. As it plots percentages, it is confined to a nice, clean area which makes it a pretty handy tool to understand and use. Now I'm going to ask you all to try and visualize this graph as I explain it, or draw along if you so desire. You can also find one on our website, cavegoblins.com slash everything economics, if this helps as well. Honestly, explaining a graph is not my strong suit, but I'm practicing and it's all I can do in this context. So imagine you have a square. Along the x-axis is population percentage, starting at 0%, and ending at 100%. Along the y-axis is income percentage, also starting at 0% and ending at 100%. Now starting at zero, so in the bottom left corner, and running all the way up to the top right corner is a 45 degree line. This line represents perfect income distribution where 100% of the population shares 100% of its income evenly. This is called the line of perfect equality and acts as a control to compare your own Lorenz curve against. The Lorenz curve then is a curve below the line of equality. The best description I can think of to explain what this looks like is a half moon most of the time. This curve obviously shows that income is not distributed equally as it is not 45 degrees from the bottom left zero all the way up to the top right 100. So it will more likely be that this bottom 20% of the population, for example, share 10% of the income when you're on the Lorenz curve. If you move higher to, say, the top 20% of the population, so from finding 80% on the x-axis, it may be that this portion of the population shares 60% of the income, which is not perfectly equal. Now, the further away the Lorenz curve is from the line of equality, the less equal the income distribution. As it gets closer to that line, income is shared more evenly across the, a population. So how can we use this curve to calculate income distribution in a country? We find the Gini coefficient. The Gini coefficient is the ratio of the area between the line of equality and the Lorenz curve to the area between the line of perfect equality and the line of perfect inequality, which is where one person of the population shares all of the income or controls all of the income. So picture that graph I just tried describing and we can get super mathematical here, but I'm not going to do that. One of my tutors felt very strongly about the fact that you don't need to be a 
super good at math to be an economist, which I can appreciate. I can't do this stuff off the top of my head. Takes some thinking. Okay, so on that note, we calculate the area of the half moon, which is the space between the line of perfect equality and the Lorentz curve. We divide that by the area between the line of perfect equality and perfect inequality. So the entire space below that line. And this gives us the Gini coefficient. A value of zero means that the country has perfect equality of income. It exists along the line of perfect equality and 100% of the population shares 100% of its income. A value of one represents maximum inequality where one person controls all of the country's income. And honestly, I think that both extremes are not ideal because it takes away incentives on either end. So who are the most unequal countries in the world when using this indicator? Across OECD countries, whose database I have linked on our website, the top five are as follows. There's Mexico with a coefficient of 0.459, Chile with 0.454, Turkey with 0.398, the United States at 0.39, and Lithuania with 0.381. So... Not overly surprised by that. And as you can see, they're really close to each other. Also, as expected across OECD countries, Russia, Australia, the UK and Canada are among the top 20 most unequal countries, I suppose. And Norway, Denmark and Iceland are in the bottom five, meaning their income is distributed more equally with coefficients smaller than 0.3. The way that they share income more equally is through higher taxes than what Russia, Australia, the UK, etc. have. So they tax their people at a higher rate and they share this among the population. So everything is fair and everyone has the same sort of opportunities in life and doesn't have to struggle or live in poverty. Whereas in other places which have a higher Gini coefficient, they have lower income taxes and People who have a low income don't get a whole lot of support and benefit from revenue that is collected from income taxation. Other than just calculating income distribution, the Gini coefficient can be used to compare how wages have grown or shrunk in a country or what has happened to the population and employment rate. And you can get a far more comprehensive overview of a nation's equality. It is definitely on its own a useful indicator, but as we know, economic models often rely on the rest of the economy being fixed so this is just something to be mindful of if you explore this further. So short and sweet, that brings me to the end of this episode about income distribution and the Gini coefficient. I didn't want to go too much into every single country's Gini coefficient this time and what it might mean because it's, it's, it's quite a complex thing. <laughs> Next week, I actually don't know what I'll be covering. I have a fantasy series that I want to record but that would take much more research and time to bring something of a higher quality. So for many of the next episodes, you can expect theory-only mini-sodes like this one without a lot of news or current affairs, as I'll be working in the background to bring you something fun and very nerdy. I'm not giving anything away right now, but when I have a release timeline, I definitely will. So thank you so much for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at EveryEconomics or check out the Cave Goblin Network and see what else we're up to by finding Cave Goblins across all social media platforms. Interestingly and completely coincidentally, in Doug Vandalay's latest episode of Comedy Zeitgeist, he spoke to stand-up comedian Jackie Hoffart about some inequalities in the comedy industry 
and how her awesome weekly show is changing them. So definitely check that out. I had a lot of fun recording it. Again, thank you for listening and stopping by. Don't forget to rate and review on iTunes. I am Talia Murdoch and this has been Everything Economics.